Church, our scripture passage for this morning comes to us from the book of Psalms. This is Psalm 24, starting in verse 3. Listen now for the word of the Lord. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord? And who shall stand in his holy place? Those who have clean hands and pure hearts who do not lift up their souls to what is false and who do not swear deceitfully. This is the word of the Lord. Be to God. Would you pray with me? Gracious God, even now, even now we thank you for this good opportunity. Help us to do something good with it. In your name we pray. Amen. So the woman in the grocery store behind me yesterday morning had seven bottles of wine in her cart. Seven bottles. She doesn't even have any children. Home on spring break, seven bottles. What on earth? Of course, there was the guy in front of me. He also had 15 rolls of paper towels, and he was using them to cover his countless rolls of toilet paper underneath as if nobody saw that he was hoarding the toilet paper. He was hiding it in shame. Isn't that what a lot of people are doing? They're buying all their rolls of toilet paper, covering them in other stuff because we know, we inherently know that that's not what we're supposed to be doing. But that is where we are on March 15th, 2020. We're living in a world where we suddenly feel empowered to do things that we wouldn't do under normal circumstances. We, we feel empowered to, to judge others and to make assumptions about their intents and to protect our own at all cost. And for those who are convicted that this coronavirus is a clear message to the world from God, I think we need to be very careful to interpret that message extremely carefully. I've been wondering a lot this week about what it means to be the church in this very crazy time, and I believe that our purpose still holds. The purpose of the church remains the same, that we are called to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ, and there is good news that we need to proclaim, that we are called to love our neighbors more so now than ever, that we are called to worship God with all that we have and all that we are as we continue to move through this earthly life en route to glory. And the psalm tells us this morning that those who shall ascend to the hill of the Lord and who shall stand in his holy place, they will have clean hands and pure hearts. Clean hands, pure hearts. And at this stage of the game, if nobody's told you to wash your hands, you need to repent and do that immediately. But never in my lifetime have I seen so many public service announcements and posters and social media videos and emails and news articles, even songs about how to wash your hands. Did we collectively as the entire globe fail preschool? What have we been doing this whole time that now we are on a worldwide global crusade to teach us how to wash our hands. But scripture tells us that clean hands are not enough. We also need pure hearts. And that's where your pastor is most worried. 
I'm, I'm worried because Scripture tells us that perfect love casts out fear. But it's also true that perfect fear casts out love. And there's a whole lot of people all around the world today who are operating out of a place of fear. And the greater the fear, the lower the love. And I want to be clear about this. It's not a fearful thing to stay home, particularly if you are sick, if you are medically fragile, if you are among that high-risk group. It is not a fearful thing to isolate yourself, to reduce your own stress and anxiety and improve your mental health in uncertain times. It is not a fearful thing to isolate so that you do not spread this virus. But what is fearful is buying 144 rolls of toilet paper at the expense of your neighbor or stealing hand sanitizer from public places without shame, or hoarding all that you have, unwilling to share it around you with those in need, or avoiding Asians because you're certain that each one of them is not only infected, but is probably patient zero. We have a global epidemic, pandemic, right in front of us. And there are those who are who, who would label themselves, who would identify as Christians, who are lifting up their souls to what is false. And in doing so, they are spreading fear. Peter addresses this head-on in his letter when he distinguishes the followers of Christ from those who are in the world. Do not fear what they fear, he writes. Do not be intimidated. Brothers and sisters, there are, there are two parts to this that, that we need to name this morning and that we need to work to address immediately. First of all is our responsibility to proclaim life. To proclaim life and hope in an increasingly dark world. What an opportunity this is for the church. And I don't mean just Kirkwood, but I, but I mean the church all over the place. We are the bearers of hope, and that's something that the world desperately needs right now. Please think about that. Please think about that with everything that you say and everything that you post and share with others. Do everything in your power to make sure that anything and everything that you pass along is rooted in fact and not in fear. The internet is an infinite place. It is filled with infinite amounts of misinformation. Do not feed the beast by sharing something that you do not know for certain is true. We do have members of our congregation who are doctors and nurses, and you can ask them. You can ask them. You can shoot them an email. You can give them a phone call, but please do not contribute to the spread of misinformation. If you cannot take the time to verify the information that you care to share, then don't take the time to post it and put it out there. That's part of our responsibility of proclaiming the truth in love. The second way that we can remove ourselves from fear and bring others with us to hope is to be absolutely clear about who's going to save us in the end. And I think, I think that's something that we need to have a real honest discussion about. Right now, there are many people all over the globe who are placing their hope, their trust, their very lives into the hands of governments and world leaders and organizations like the CDC 
It's kind of like when we were living post 9-11 and everybody was counting on the TSA to make sure that we could get on airlines. No doubt all of these powers mean well, but none of them are absolutely secure. There is no guarantees from any of them, and the best that they can give all of us is a false hope and a false sense of security. But what is real is Jesus, and his promises are secure. He told us. He was honest about it. He said, in the world, you will have trouble. Not maybe, not possibly, but you will have trouble. And I would say that we're in trouble right now. But Jesus also said, I leave you my peace. That where I am, there you may also be. Jesus is the one who defeated death to give us eternal life. So while I might be stressed right now, and I might be tired, and I might be frustrated, and I might even be angry, the one thing that I am not is worried. And I'm not afraid because... I know that my Redeemer lives, and that even if my time on earth were to come this very day, I have a home in glory that outshines the sun, and that sun is shining really bright on me right now. So church, what a moment we have. We may never have this opportunity again. If we come into this time of trial with clean hands and pure hearts, then we can share the love and hope of Jesus Christ with those who have doubted it, who have denied it, who have fought to destroy it. Truthfully, I, I don't know when we're all going to be able to meet again. Things are changing very fast, day by day right now. So until that day when we all get to be in the same place, face to face, I will be putting out ideas and prayers and studies and a whole assortment of things online because we are the church. We are the church. Not this building, not this location, but the people. The people that are sitting here, the people that are watching at home. We are all in this together. And we need to do all that we can do to connect to our neighbors, to serve others, to live Jesus, and to be the church. So, clean hands, pure hearts, don't be afraid. Be the church. Let's pray together. Lord God, hear your people as we pray. Help us to not live in fear, to do things that build up the body of Christ, to encourage one another, to encourage our neighbors to reach out in love, in faithful ways that bring glory and honor to you. Protect, protect us. Be that rock that safe harbor in a very uncertain storm. In your name we pray. Amen.